You're listening to the Automation Solution Podcast, where we provide innovative, value-added, smart technology solutions that automate and optimize manufacturing processes for customers seeking excellence. Regardless of your role, we'll share valuable solutions for you to apply within your area of responsibility. And now, your host, President of Robex, Craig Francisco. Hello, thank you for tuning in to the Automation Solution Podcast. This week is pretty exciting. Wes Allen gathered a handful of questions that came from our listeners. So we're taking a shot at answering these in this week's episode. They're typically automation questions relating to the manufacturing and warehouse environment. So without further ado, here we go. Okay, Wes, thank you so much for taking the time to compile the questions from our listeners. So let's, uh, without wasting any time, let's let, let's go at it. What do you have? Yeah, great. Uh, first question, where do you see autonomous mobile robots being used in manufacturing? Where do we see, okay, so autonomous mobile robots, otherwise known as AMRs, some people might uh, use that, that terminology. Um, we are seeing these right now mainly at the end of line. So I've been into dozens and dozens of manufacturing facilities, and we're seeing customers trying to remove fork truck traffic out of production mm -hmm. and utilizing these autonomous mobile robots to pick up pallets, move those pallets into, let's say, banding or stretch wrapping, and then on into the warehouse. So taking the, the fork truck out. We're also seeing smaller units taking like um, parts and pieces to be the beginning of the line. So dunnage sometimes you're seeing taken to the beginning of the line. Okay, great. But I would say mainly end of line. Okay. Uh, the next question, where are manufacturers spending money on automation? It's a great question. Well, we hope everywhere, Wes. <laughs> yeah. Good question. I think in general, this is very general, but a lot of manufacturers invested in automation over the years already way upstream. So we deal in the food, beverage, um, paper, plastics, glass, building materials, industries. A lot of the, the upstream equipment, that automation equipment's already been in place. So whether you're, um, you're auto bagging your, mm -hmm. your product, if, if it's food, um, same thing with plastics, most of that automation's already there. People still upgrade, yes. you know, but where we're seeing a lot of people focusing really is where they are struggling to find help so end of line, so um, picking, placing, packaging, usually the finished product into a case or whatever, a tray, whatever it might look like, and then also palletizing and then moving that material to the, the final destination, which would be warehousing or shipping. Gotcha, and that kind of ties into uh, something we always discuss to find the safer, most efficient, most productive way to handle that repetitive side of it. Yes, and I think that there's lots of reasons why that's where people are focusing, but really that's an area that's been probably neglected and, and not been put on top of the list in, in recent years. Yeah. Okay, next question. Why are we seeing supply chain lead times extending beyond the norm? Well, I would love to know that answer. <laughs> I, I, think I, all I, I think we all know the answer. <laughs> yeah. it, it's got to do with COVID. I mean, you know, last year, the, the economy was shocked. Supply chain was shocked. You know, orders went away overnight. Yeah. So you have a lot of um, OEMs that took inventory levels down. Potentially, there's lots of reasons. And now we have this huge demand that nobody planned for because really it's 
it's really come roaring back. Mm -hmm. And I know we're not truly out of the, you know, the COVID pandemic no. world or space, but I think we're, we're used to living with it and we understand what it looks like. So the demand is extremely high and we were not prepared for it. Not we, but everybody really. It doesn't matter what type of product you're looking to buy right now. There are supply chain uh, challenges across all industries. So that's what we're seeing. We're just seeing OEMs and suppliers ramping up manufacturing, trying to get back to what is the, the new norm today. And so at automation, we're seeing a ton of interest in, in companies that need to automate and they're, they're finally pulling the trigger. So you're seeing extended lead times. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, are you seeing warehousing distribution facilities installing robots? That's a really good question because that's a big wave now. Uh, that that warehousing e-commerce yeah. is massive. Oh yeah, I mean, just it was already growing. COVID again, you know, put a fire underneath that. Now there's so much that you, you can order from your living room right. couch. So there's a, there's a need. These manufacturers have, have have to have a place, and they're using 3PLs and and different third-party companies to really help with with warehousing, shipping, staging. So yes, we're starting to see robots being placed where I would call the front end. So where they're taking these for instance, we use Plus One Robotics as we're a certified integrator of Plus One. You've got mixed pallets coming in where it's very difficult to place the right package on the right line for sortation purposes. Well, they've got a very unique vision system that we can mount with one of our FANUC robots in a cell and help quickly sort these, these mixed pallets. Sure. So yes, the Bersin robots uh, being put there in the early stages. We're seeing the autonomous mobile robots for mm -hmm. sure. Again, focusing on cutting down the fork truck traffic around the people, around the facilities, so using the autonomous vehicles as well. And then anytime there's other packing or palletizing that might be taking place, you're seeing robots there too. Right. And that ties back into that safety and All of it, again. 100%. Yeah. Uh, and the last one also ties into the previous question, question number three, in terms of COVID and dealing with that. What did COVID do for automation just in general? How did it affect automation? You know, it's funny because I go back to, I went back to my calendar, um, my pre-COVID calendar, because it's always fun to look back at what you were doing, you know, a couple years ago. And I was thinking about this question and automation was already gaining major momentum yeah. prior to COVID. There was no doubt. We were we were seeing interest in all the products that we carry and, and all the, the friends that I have and people that I know in the industry that, um, our friendly competitors were all were all busy. So people, they were busy. All it did was really um, put a, a major focus for manufacturers and distributors and warehousing and all companies really to start paying attention to, okay, what, what if this happened again? We can't get caught where we don't have enough people to produce our product because the consumer is driving the demand. It's hard to find people to do certain tasks. I don't see robotics eliminating jobs. I really don't look at it like that. I, I see them, number one, everybody is short people. So there's just jobs that they can't fill. So you need somebody Correct. to do it. And, and, yeah. a, and a robot's going to show up every single day and, and on time. And then you need your people to do more, um, you know, might be more difficult tasks. So instead of doing lifting and bending and turning and placing, can they do programming on the robot? Right. And they do something else that might be more technical. Where higher skill set. Higher skill set. Yeah. So you're seeing the shift in skill sets go from some of that traditional, you know, heavy duty labor into just a different whole skill set. Great. Great. Uh, 
if people want to discuss this further with us, what's the best way for them to go about doing that? You know, for, for us, obviously, they can email automation at robex.us. Several of us are on that email. If they have questions, we'd be happy to answer. We try, obviously, to share as much content as we can on LinkedIn, yeah. through our website. There's other organizations out there that I think people should pay attention to. We've got some of the magazines in front of us. So yeah. PMMI, obviously, Packaging World, Automation. There's a lot of great um, magazines, websites, associations out there where you can get information. Google's my favorite one of them. Sure. <laughs> Any question you have, it's it always gives you something. Just just pay attention to what you're what you're reading and make sure that you have a chance to talk to somebody that is considered an expert that really is passionate about it, understands it, and it, you'll get what you need. Yeah, and I think the bottom line here is that based on these questions, based on this conversation, automation is is in a great place, and this is an exciting time. It is, and it's an exciting time, I think, for manufacturers and distributors as well, because there's opportunity for them to meet the, the demand of the consumer, grow their business, provide more jobs out there for people, there's just there's a lot of value that can be created by by automating. I agree. Great way to close it out, I think. Awesome. Thanks, Wes. Thank you. Yep. Thank you for listening to the Automation Solution Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe and give us a review. Also, please be sure to mention us to your industry colleagues. For more information on the solutions that Robex offers, check out our website at www.robex.us. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, 